Welcome to Coffee Time, conversations on art, faith, life, and of course, coffee. We are your hosts, Robert and Rebecca Prince. Thank you so much for being here. So last weekend, we went on an adventure around town doing errands, and we ended up in Fort Worth. So you took me to Summer Moon Coffee. I did. After last episode, I knew I was going to be in trouble if we were that close and me not take you again. And so what did I order? <laughs> you did not order a honeymoon latte, which was what you were upset about previous episode. Right. <laughs> I ordered an espresso milkshake. Yes, and I'm so glad you did because I kind of forgot about those. I don't know how you could forget about them. They're delicious. I know they are. Yes. So anyways, we had a good time. We did. We did. And you also reminded me that uh, the honeymoon lattes, you actually got a little enjoyment that the honeymoon lattes I've been having without you were not actually the honeymoon lattes that we liked. Yeah, you've been ordering them iced and not blended. And according to what you say, they're not the same. They're not the same. Yeah, blended is so much better. The last two times I've had the honeymoon lattes iced, I was like, why Why don't they taste as good as the first one we had? And it's be- because they were. I was drinking them iced and we had them blended. Yeah. And I don't know the difference, but I can only take pleasure in that you weren't as satisfied as you should have been. <laughs> yes. Yes. So she took pleasure that I did not enjoy them as much as, um, as much as I would have enjoyed the blended. So, well, we are headed into fall, of course. So of course the big buzz as we go into fall always, or the few weeks before we go into fall is pumpkin spice latte or, or yes. pumpkin everything really. Right? And yeah. I have been ready for a pumpkin spice. You have, and I'm so latte. sorry. So, folks, I've been trying. She really wants some pumpkin creamer from our local grocery store. It's a Kroger. So, if you have Kroger's, you know what I'm talking about. And they've had it all year. They've had pumpkin creamer all year. But you can't find it right now. You can't. And they don't even have a space for it on the grocery shelves. I mean, there's no label for it or anything. And it's pumpkin spice season. What the heck is going on that there's no pumpkin in the Kroger, aisle, in the Kroger I creamer? Know. I don't know. And I'm pretty specific. Because not all pumpkin is created equal. And I know I like the Kroger kind, and I don't want just any other kind. Right. And, and so, so I have not gotten it. Yeah. And then what did you do? I, I, I don't know what you talk of. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you went yesterday and had a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. You're right. I did. Without me. I know. I'm- and not only, not only a latte, you got pumpkin bread to go with it i know and, it and you so did not save me even a bite delicious i had to share it with pastor whatever <laughs> it, you know she does take a little solace in that the pumpkin spice latte that i got was not as good as i remember it's been a year or two since i've had it um and it was not quite as good as i remember well, it wasn't kroger so, which is the, like i said the one i'm really craving the kroger brand creamer it yeah. was starbucks which is yeah. supposed to be really good but honestly yeah. i have never had You've never had the pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks? I've had a sip or two of yours before I liked pumpkin. Oh, like years that's right. ago. Yeah. And I've never had one since. Yeah. So I used to be on a really big pumpkin spice latte kick. Anytime they launched, I would be there probably once a week. Um, this yes. is probably two years ago and three years ago and four years ago. But <laughs> so it's probably been four or five years ago since I discovered those pumpkin spice lattes. But um, we didn't go much last year because we just we're doing our own thing at home anymore. And right? that's fine. So anyway, we need to get back on topic. We do. Yes. This week is supposed to be about art. You're right. This week is supposed to be about art. So let's get into this episode. 
So last week, um, you were talking about playing and having fun with art and that being a little out of the ordinary. When did you first start considering yourself an artist? Um, I would say I didn't really consider myself an artist until um, about four years ago. We went on a trip to Uganda and um, met children that we sponsor through Compassion International. And after returning from that trip, I wanted to paint portraits of the children we had met on the trip. And so I hadn't picked up a paintbrush in like eight years. It'd been a while, but I thought I needed to do something and art was my uh, vehicle for that. And so I started painting these portraits and um, after getting back into it and having um, almost a daily practice of painting yeah, uh, and doing 13 portraits, I kind of felt like an artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, also people, you started talking to people about your art and the portraits and um, actually even before you got all 13 done, you had a show, kind of a mini show, right? Yeah, With seven I, of the portraits, I think. Yeah, I did a, a show. Uh, I work at the University of Dallas in the art department and I had uh, talked to the faculty there and they had agreed, they agreed to let me have a show on campus. And yeah. so I was able to have a show of of seven of the portraits. Yeah. Um, was there a reason that our trip to Uganda with Compassion International um, kind of kickstarted you in the art world when it's kind of been a part of your life, uh, part of your whole life to some degree? I I think it gave me a purpose, which was the thing. Like my art practice had always been to serve a purpose. Like, I needed art for my wall, so I would paint something that right. I really liked. Or um, I wanted to give a gift and didn't have any money, but I had all these art supplies, so I would draw something and give it away. I just – I didn't have, like, a a long-term purpose right. until Uganda. And then um, I felt like I wanted to do more to support compassion um, and to get the word out about uh, the – the work they do for yeah. poverty and for children all over the world. And, and my way of doing that was to create art and have art exhibitions. Yeah. Um, yeah. To raise awareness and, and be yeah. able to talk about them in new ways. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't know if it would work. Like yeah. I had never had an art exhibition and I didn't, I didn't know if that was a possibility um, but I couldn't do that without painting the portrait. So I started there. <laughs> That's where I started. Right. And yeah. then it's kind of, it's worked out since then. I've had several shows. Um, I sold several of the paintings and, um, all that money goes back to compassion. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's great. No, I think it's worked really well. And it also kickstarted, um, your creative endeavors in a lot of other ways as well. So I think it's been really great for you. Um, and it really tied you. I, I was pretty sold out on compassion prior to the trip. Um, I say that. I mean, I, I've been much more sold out since the trip because then you not only uh, move from head knowledge, you really feel it and see it. And you know in your heart, man, they're really doing everything they say they're doing. 
Right. When you can see it and talk with the people um, and just see the difference that it's making, not only in the child's life, but the, the family of the child and even the community right. of the yeah. child. Yeah, so. we got to see it firsthand and it made a, it made a big difference on how much um, passion we had for it. Well, all. and how much time and energy we're willing to invest in it with, right. you know, moving from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge is really, um, it you you really, you realize that. I've got to do more because they are really impacting uh, the kingdom and impacting lives around the world. Yeah. So, yeah, very cool. So, Robert, what yeah. about you? When did you first consider yourself an artist? Uh, wow. Do I consider myself an artist? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> um, you know, I, I do most of the time, I think. Um, so, uh, you know, I, a lot of the time I've considered myself a craftsman. Um, so I, I picked up pottery about 12 or 13 years ago um, at just some little uh, once a week classes at a s studio in Oklahoma city called Paseo Pottery. Um, for those of you in Oklahoma city or that know uh, that place. Um, and it really got me to realizing that I do have some creativity inside of me and, but I still consider it a craft kind of not like, you know, popsicle sticks at a table craft, but uh, more of a craftsman versus an artist because I make a lot of functional pottery. And so that seems like a craftsman versus an artist. But then a couple of years ago, we found Art House Dallas, which we um, have gotten involved in. That has really expanded my view of art and artists and what that looks like. And so I've started painting a little bit and playing with painting. And then I've also started writing. I've, I've kind of always written and consider myself considered myself a writer to some degree, but never really pursued it. Um, and then I was like, artist, I've always considered artists kind of visual artists. And so as you can tell, I still struggle with that sometimes. So I don't know whether I'm an artist or not, but I enjoy it. And I'm okay with calling myself an artist and a writer. Um, I'm still on that journey. How about that? <laughs> I, I don't think you consider yourself an artist. I don't, yeah, I don't know that I do either now that I've, I've said all of that. Um, I, I, I think you are, I think you are artistic and create art in various forms, but yeah. it sounds like you aren't claiming that at this point and that's okay. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I'm not because I sure have a hard problem since you asked or a hard time since you've asked me that. So, um, yeah, I'll have to work on that, but. I do consider myself a creative. You're right. So I guess that's a great way to transition to this next question. So is there a time that you remember first realizing you were a creative person? I I don't. I don't think there's a specific time I can point to. Because you've been creative just about all your life. I mean, it's just been a part of who you are. Yeah. my, my And you've also seen it as creativity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My mom was um, always encouraging us to do things. So we were just a creative family. Yeah. Mom would just always do crafty type projects with us um, and and creative things. That's just kind yeah. of how we grew up yeah, and entertained and, ourselves. Yeah. And that kind of led you to classes in school, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I took, I, took, I took all kinds of creative classes. Like we had a crafts class and I took that. So it was kind of a broad spectrum of things. Is that kind of like home ec? It's not. It was. <laughs> I mean, in the sense that, it, yeah. Anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> it was all different craft 
type. Um, like we did paper mache and. I wish I had a craft class in high school. Yeah, that would have been fun and an easy cool. grade, right? I don't know if it was easy, but it was fun. Okay, well, well good. <laughs> and good, I so. did I did band and I did drama and then I did actual art. We had art classes, yeah. so I I kind of did the spectrum. Yeah, so you really really has been your whole life. You, yeah, it was just natural for you. Yeah, I I did better at some things than others. Yeah, um, but it's just always been part of who I am. What about you, Robert? You know, um, I think um, again. Art House Dallas, since we've been involved in Art House Dallas, is really um, when I started seeing myself as a creative person. You know, I've always had a lot of ingenuity and, you know, thinking outside the box and solving problems. And I've never really considered that creativity until I become a part of Art House Dallas. And I realized that that was creativity. It just wasn't putting paint on canvas or clay on a pottery wheel, it was um, solving problems, but being very creative and solving those problems a lot of the, uh, a lot of the time, thinking outside the box, things like that. And so that's when I realized that um, ingenuity really is part of being creative. And that expanded my view of what creativity was, which also expanded my understanding of what an artist is to some degree. And it, of course, as I answered last question, I guess, it's still expanding my role of what an artist is. So as an artist, then, um, let's talk about maybe a resource that we'd like to turn people onto. So is there something specifically that you would like to turn people onto? Well, you've mentioned it like three times in this conversation, so I might as well just put it out there. Art House Dallas community is a great resource, um, specifically if you're in the DFW area, but right now everything's virtual, so anybody can join. Yeah. Um, and you can find them at arthousedallas.com. And uh, there's a lot of virtual events you can be involved in. So um, I would say look them up and see if there's something that you're interested in being a part of. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, since we mentioned it so much, that would be great to put them out there as a resource. Because they have been – they have – been pretty key in our lives the last couple of years and helping us move to where we're currently at in our creative endeavors, Right. Um, whether it's writing for me um, or painting for you. Or just um, considering ourselves an creative. That's true. <laughs> creative and, and artists. So that's great. Good. Um, well, I, I kind of, for me, I, I guess the resource that I'd like to mention, and I mentioned it last week, um, is Hope Writers. And I've taken another step in Hope Writers since the last episode. I actually joined them in membership. And it's really just such a great community of people pursuing their writing. And it's not just, it can be people who've, they've written all their lives in journals or played around with short stories, but never shared them or poems. And then there's people who are, have already written novels and released them and been published so there's people from all stages of the spectrum of writers and just um, being in community with those. There's over 4,000 members, I think, right now. That has really been inspiring to see, in, to see everybody on the different stages of their journey. And then the resources that they have available are so specific and so clear about how to take your next step as a writer. 
Um, but even more importantly, I guess, is how to identify where you're at in the writing stage. They have a path that is really laid out and clear um, to help you develop or to help you identify where you're at and then develop as a writer uh, by taking that um, taking that next step, which, you know, if anybody listens to Emily P. Freeman, we do, but um, her podcast is The Next Right Thing, and that is exactly what Hope Riders is about, is helping you identify where you're at so that you can know what is your next right thing yep. as a writer. So yeah, so it's been really cool. So we'll place links for those resources in our show notes. And if you'd like to follow our creative journey, you can find me on Instagram at Prince underscore Beck, B-E-C-K, or my website is PrinceArtStudio.com. Yeah, and you can follow me on Instagram if you like at Robert Prince. And the website is coffeetimeconversations.com, of course. Okay, so I guess um, as we wrap this episode, one final question is, what's something that's challenging you right now? My biggest challenge right now is leaving the house. <laughs> yeah. I um, got really used to being here uh, during shutdown, and now I'm back at work full-time. We're a little spoiled. And I just don't want to go. Like, there's nothing wrong with my job, and life is good. I'm not scared. I just like my house. Yeah. yeah. And I want to stay here. <laughs> That's my biggest challenge. Well, and it's been easy for you to do art. Um, yeah, I just, I can stay at home, and I can do my art, and I can just... Do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, for the most part. I mean, you were working. You had set hours you needed to be right. certain places, but still, it, it allowed for a lot more freedom. It did. So, it yeah. Did. No, that's, that's definitely challenging, you know, since I've gone back to work regular office hours the last few weeks as well. Um, yeah, it's, it is a little bit of a challenge. So that is true. You know, the COVID-19 has changed the way we function. And so, but for the most part, we've had it really good. So what's really been challenging you, Robert? Uh, you know, being able to create or pursue creating or like I joined Hope Riders this week and exploring that and getting plugged into the community, but also making progress in some of the curriculum. And I don't even know if I'd call it curriculum, but um, in, in some of uh, the programs, but also just determining my next step. You know, I just finding the time to do everything, man, since we're back in the office and things like that, um, it's hard to find the time to do everything. And so that has been one challenge. But really, the thing that's challenging me the most is um, this uh, course we're going through right now, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Um, it has been, of course, I'm, I'm leading that. So it's a little bit of a challenge because it's the first time I've led it. Um, and so we're taking a group through that material. And of course, it's virtual. So that's new. Um, it's a little deeper group. And I've been through some of the material before. Uh, in a series of men's retreats last summer. And so I'm familiar with the material, but it's still pretty deep material. It's, it's helping you process a lot of inner thoughts, emotional issues from, you know, growing up and things like that. And, and nothing's bad because I have, like I said, I've, I've read the book and I've been through some of the, the stuff of without having gone through the course specifically, but then also leading other people through the group. Um, it's just been really challenging for me to do that. Of course, I see the, the impact it's having and the effect it's having on people. And it is bringing um, emotional health and spiritual health. It's increasing those two things. Yeah. So I think it's been a really good course. I mean, it has been, yeah. I, 
was um, not super excited about going through it. Right. Um, I wasn't unexcited. It just was. It was a Bible study and yeah. um, something else to do, kind of thing. But something else on the schedule, right? For you initially, um, and virtual, which I'm not a big fan of. No, for but sure. It's been a very uh, good growth opportunity. Yeah. Um, for me, and that I think everybody going through it, it's been really good. So, if you have the chance to go through a emotionally healthy spirituality course, I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was really excited going into it also because um, I had been through the book. I had read the book and gone through some of the day-by-day curriculum uh, or devotions, rather. Um, and now you are going to be able to come along Side me, and you've you've heard me talk about it last summer as I was going through these things and some of the revelations that it that it brought in my life. Yeah, and so for you to be a part of that and me going through it again and also leading it, uh, so I was really excited about that, and I still am. Honestly, it's just in the midst of it, it's really challenging. Right, we have one more week. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, yeah, we we can make it. Yeah, we and we may it. have another week just a celebration to to right. <laughs> but I think we need to get together in person. That would be great, which we can do because we have returned to service and small groups. Yeah. Can and there's only five of us, so yeah. it's not super scary. Right. Yeah, no, that's great. So that has been really challenging. Well, I think that's a perfect transition uh, into next week, next week's episode. And so I think we will just end the episode there. So Yeah. And people can join us next week for our conversation about faith. Yes. And so we hope you'll join us next week for our next episode of... Coffee Time Conversations about art, faith, life, and of course, coffee. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next week or talk to you next week at least. Bye.